0: Thank you, Miss Robin. Uh, after our service time and our prayer time, we're going to have a little fellowship for Brother Chuck back in the back. We we figure we're going to make this tradition every son, every Wednesday night. Now, you know, <laughs> Samuel Chuck, who's next week? She's next week. <laughs> we just keep this thing going all year long. <laughs> so we'll have a little fellowship, with Brother Chuck, after the service tonight. Hope you can join us. Revelation tonight, Revelation chapter 20, Revelation chapter 20 and verses 11 through 15 tonight. Revelation chapter 20 and verses 11 through 15, actually verses 14, excuse me. (laughs) We'll start with, we'll finish with 15, we'll finish through 15. It says in verse 11, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it and whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was, there was found no place for them. I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were open another book was open which is the which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works and the sea gave up their dead the dead which were in it and the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them and they were judged every man according to their works and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire father we thank you once again for tonight thank you for allowing us to be here and to hear your word i pray you give us ears to hear oh what sobering verses we just read the end of humanity for so many who will be cast in the lake of fire i pray lord that everyone in this room there'll be not one person in this room cast into the lake of fire i pray that everyone here is saved. I pray everyone who listens to this, wherever they listen to it, is saved. Oh Father, it is your will that not it is not your will that any should perish, but should all should come to repentance. It's your will that the whole world be saved. We know the whole world will not be saved, but it's your will that they would be saved. So I pray, Lord, tonight you'd help us to listen to these words, look at these words, remember these words. These are sobering words, serious words, as we look at the end for so many. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The nice message is entitled "Man's Last Day in Court." Man's Last Day in Court. I don't know about you, but when <clears throat> reading a book or uh, especially watching Clemson—I mean the Gators—yeah, especially the Gators. Uh, I, you know, I, I, t- I, typically tape it. I, I will not tape anymore. It's DVR. Tape is. Some of you don't even know what tape is. <laughs> tape. <laughs> what's tape? (laughs) DVR, TiVo, whatever that is. Um, But I I tape everything or record everything because if I, if, if my team, you know, loses, I don't even watch the game. I don't even watch it. I don't even, I won't even fool with it. I just turn it off, delete it. And uh, that's it. A lot of times in life we like to, we like to skip to the end because we can't take, you know, the anticipation of seeing what happens. Maybe it's a book, it's a film or, or a, a football game. J. Vernon McGee wrote, in Genesis, the earth was created, but in Revelation, the earth passes away. After 65 books of the Bible, we come to the end of this. We're almost to the very end with fear and anticipation. We fear that maybe we'll not understand or or maybe we won't like what the end is. You, you, you come to it. You ever watch something and you think it's going to be so good and then it ends horribly. Uh, I've done that to my wife a few times, uh, more than a few times. We've watched something, and she thinks, well, this is going to be great, and it, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, they they all die. Everybody dies. You see, and she says, why do we watch that? Because it's real. I mean, sometimes they don't all, you know, get on the horse and ride into the sunset. Sometimes people just, they 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 die, and it's the end, and it's over, you know. But uh, <clears throat> we come to the end here, and, of course, we know there's beginning. There has to be an end. We know there's the first judgment, a judgment for the saints. This is the 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. For it's almost prayer for the judgment of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to what he hath done, whether it be good or bad. That's for us. It's called the beam of seat. That's what we'll be doing part of the time when we're in heaven. After the rapture, we will go through uh, this time of judgment. and The judgment will not be for our sins, because Jesus has paid for our sins on the cross. This will be a time... Uh, that determines the quality of our works on earth and determines our rewards in heaven. Uh, but this last judgment is called the white throne judgment. It is, the, it is one of the last judgments on the earth. Uh, remember many of the things we've already talked about. Chronologically, we know there's a rapture of the church. Soon after the rapture of the church, the tribulation, seven years of tribulation. Uh, we looked at that several times in this in this format, also in Sunday school class. Christ will return after that tribulation, and as we mentioned last time, we'll be ushered into a thousand-year period called the millennial period. Uh, independent Baptists are pre-millennial, pre-tribulation. Pre-tribu- we do not believe we will go through the wrath. We will go through wrath. We believe uh, we're, part, we're part, part of the wrath is right now. For, for us, this is the worst it gets. This is the worst thing. For us, it's worse it gets. Now, I don't know how bad it will get before Jesus will take us home, but this is the worst it gets. But for those who don't know Christ, this is the best it gets. It it actually will not get any better for them than what it is right now. Their worst days are coming for those who don't know Christ. Our best days are coming. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get heaven. We're going to get the millennium, and then we're going to look at next week. We're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. We're going to get something brand spanking new. The old earth's gonna be passed away. We're gonna new heaven, a new earth. We'll look at that next week. <clears throat> so, tonight, after the devil's been defeated, cast in the lake of fire forever and ever, now we come to this last final judgment. And we're gonna look at three aspects of this judgment this evening. First of all, <clears throat> we look at the place. Where is this judgment? Where is this judgment? We see verse 11 I saw a white, great white throne, and him that sat on it, whose face, the earth, the heaven, fled away, and there was no... And there was found no place for them. We see the great white throne. Here in this courtroom is a throne room scene. <clears throat> Nearly 50 times in the book of Revelation, we see this word throne. This throne is not great because of the size, it's it's significant because God Himself is on this throne. God is on this throne. The Bible says in Psalm 9:7, The Lord shall endure forever. He prepared his throne for judgment. And he shall judge the world in righteousness and shall minister judgment to his uprightness. So it's a great throne because God is on the throne. It's white, which symbolizes purity, holiness, justice. And Daniel gives us a great picture of that throne room. Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. And I beheld, the thr- till, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, the ancient days to sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, wheels is burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth before him thousands and thousands ministered to him and ten thousands times ten thousands stood before him the judgment was set and the books were open so we get a picture of this this great throne room we only see that we see this great God on his throne the one who sits on his throne is no other than we we believe the second person of the Trinity Jesus Christ himself for the Bible says in John chapter 5 verse 22 for the father just no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. John chapter 5, verse 26, For the Father hath, hath life in himself. He that hath given to the Son hath life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. So this is God, Jesus Christ. So we see the throne, who sits on the throne, and the great judgment. It's see the earth and heaven flee. The Lord is the it, who is the beginning? Who created all things? Which was, if you remember, in Genesis, both the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are there. They created all things. So naturally, it'd be only only right if He who who helped create is now going to be there when all 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 much of humanity is destroyed. The Lord now uncreates what He created. It says in Second Peter chapter three and verse ten: "But the, Lord, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night." which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and elements shall shall melt with fervent heat and the earth, earth also with the works that are herein shall be burned up. So the great throne room where there is no jury, <laughs> there's no defendants, there's no s- scheming, lying, I mean, nice lawyer, wonderful, precious lawyer for all you lawyers out there, <laughs> can get away. No wicked judge can be bribed or could change... Even though the jury says one thing, the judge says no, it's something else. No, this is the righteous judge that judges righteously every time. Jesus Christ. That's who it is on this throne. the throne. Bible says in Romans chapter 2, verse 10, that after the hardest of heart and the impotent heart, impotent heart treasures up thyself, wrath against the day of wrath, and revelation, the righteous judgment of God. We have a righteous judge. From the very beginning, folks have tried to hide their sin thinking somehow, some way, God will not see, God will not know. And that is the notions of the world today, that how could a good God send people to hell? Dear friend, God never sent anybody to hell. Sin, sin sends people to hell. It's our sin that separates us from God. We, human, humanity, chooses chooses hell. God, God never sent anybody for hell. The, the hell, the lake of fire was not designed for human beings, it was designed for the devil and his angels. So many people say, how could a loving, compassionate God do this? But he hasn't, never has, never will. From the very beginning of time, folks have tried to hide their sin. thinking somehow they'll hide, but they cannot hide. They cannot hide. R.G. Lee, the great preacher of old, called it payday someday. This is payday. This is payday. People say, you know, nothing will ever happen to me. I'll be okay. I'll be fine. There's, I'm sure even through tribulation, we've read it several times, that even through tribulation, even through all the, the difficulties and the, and the sorrows and the judgments, yeah, billions of people will be destroyed through the tribulation. We read it all. We discussed it all. We talked about it all. And many people, even through that, did not repent. They thought, well, they will get away from it. Somehow they will escape the judgment of God. But, dear friend, there is no escape the judgment of God. There's no escape the judgment of God. God sees. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's all knowing. He's all he's powerful. He's everywhere. There's no one like God. This world shakes its little fists and God will never do anything with me. Oh dear friend, how sad it is that this is the final day of judgment. Hebrews 9:27 says, Is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. Friend, if you love somebody, if you care about, if you care about folks, you need to warn them of an upcoming judgment. We need to up, let them know hey, there's a judgment coming. Yes, you should, share, you should share folks' love. You should, you should care for them. You should tell them a, there's a God that loves them, a God that sent their, his only son, Jesus Christ, to, to die, who died on the, on the cross for them. But you must also remind them that there is a real place called hell. The, the doctrine of hell is falling on deaf ears nowadays, even within the church. Less and less preachers are preaching on hell. There used to be, a in America, commonplace where preachers would preach on hell. Why don't people preach on hell? Because hell's not popular nowadays. People don't want to get their feelings hurt. Well, dear friend, I'd rather get my feelings hurt and avoid hell than than not get my feelings hurt and go straight to hell. Tell people the truth. Speak the truth and, and, and love. But tell folks about a real hell. Don't leave that out of your witness. Save you afraid they won't be your friend anymore. No, if you are a friend of somebody, you'll tell them the truth. Tell them the truth, though so they never speak to you again. Rest of your life, tell them the truth. We see the place where is this judgment. But secondly, the people who's going to be in this judgment. <clears throat> well, it says in verse twelve here. In verse twelve, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. Now the book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. The dead reunited. The dead will be at this judgment. Charles Ryrie. Wrote this judgment will separate the believers from the unbelievers. For all who experience it will have made the choice during their lifetime reject God. When people get to this judgment, there's no leaving it. There's no getting out of it. There's no way to bribe nobody. No way to, to try to miss it. You know, you ever you ever <laughs> you ever get those little notes in your in your mail and it says jury duty? <laughs> and you hope. Somehow, some way, that you know that they, I, you don't have to go. You ever miss jury duty? <laughs> you ever you ever forgot to go? Well, dear friend, everybody here will go whether they like to or not. The small will go. Those who have little influence, little wealth, little opportunity, yet each one accountable to God. These... They, they do people sometimes they do small sin or something, well, just you know, just a little bit of sin won't hurt me. You know how many sins it'll take to send you to hell? Just one. One sin. One lie. But I don't know anybody that's just lied one lie. Because usually if you lie one lie, you got a whole gotta lie a whole lot more to cover for that one lie you say, "Well, I just stole one time." Well, if you steal one thing, typically got to steal a whole lot more to get more of what you want because you only stole it once. Then you want more of it, right? So it's not just one. That's not one little lie. It's not one little theft. It's not one little gossip. One sin will send a person to hell. The great will be there. Those folks who've given, who given much, done much, yet for all their wealth, power, and influence they cannot buy their way to heaven all the money in the world trillions times ten trillions times ten trillions times ten trillions could not pay one day on the streets of gold not one day doesn't make a difference how big your house is how much you have in the bank without christ it's meaningless what does it profit a man if he gained the whole world and loses his own soul? But how many people are lost thinking their wealth will save them? I remember I was down in Naples and I was close to the water one time, real close to the water. Actually, I was right on the water. I walked up to a house, had to walk up two steps. And as I opened the door, I could see out into the water. And I, I said, Hi, my name is Marty Moon. I'm from Gospel Baptist Church, I was going to say North Gainesville Baptist Church. (laughs) I'm from Gospel Baptist Church. We're here today to invite you to church and tell you a little more about the Lord. He looked at me and said, you think I need church? I said, sir, you do. Everybody needs Jesus Christ. He shut his door with a smile and I walked away and shaked my head and I said, that poor soul That poor soul has no inkling the judgment that is coming to him if he doesn't know Jesus Christ as a Savior before he dies. Oh, how sad it is. The small, the great, sinners small and great, self-righteous. Surely God will send me to hell. The procrastinator, someday, someday I'll become a Christian. The church member that depends on membership, who gives money to the church. Folks who've been baptized, people said prayers, many have done many wondrous deeds. We've read the verses in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name cast out devils. In thy name have done many wonder, wonderful works. Then I'll profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You see, folks, it's not so much important that you think you know God. It's the most important that he knows you. Do you know that he knows you? There's lots of people gonna be in this judgment right here think they know God. They sit in church. They pay their tithes. They've been baptized. They've walked out, they've prayed prayers. They've, they've done all of it in the name of God and maybe even the name of Jesus. But they're lost as a goose in the snowstorm because they're trusting a religion a way a system and not a relationship a person the jesus christ those who've never heard jesus christ will be here at this judgment people who go to hell have to ignore first of all they have to ignore creation the Bible says in Psalm 191 to the chief musician, Psalm of David, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth us and the word. Romans 1:20, for the invisible things of Him from creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood of things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. The very heavens declare the glory of God. God has given men and women, every man, and woman, and child, a conscience. Romans chapter 2 verse 14, When the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things that contain the law, these having not the law, are law to themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness in their thoughts, the meanwhile excusing or else excusing one another. They have creation. They have a conscience. Those who have not heard will receive a lesser punishment, I believe, because the Bible teaches in Matthew chapter 11 verse 21, Woe unto the and warn the for if the mighty works were done in you, that have been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have not they would have repented long ago and sat and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. Will there be a lesser judgment for those who have not heard? I believe there will be. But will there'll definitely be a judgment, just like I believe there'll be levels of reward for us in heaven based on our faithfulness, based on our or desire to, to please God and live for God, I believe there'll be levels of judgment based on the amount of light that's been given for them. That's why I say to the person who's been in church, the person who's gone through Christian school or homeschooling, Christian homeschooling, who's gone to Christian college, oh, they've received, they've received so much light. For those folks to say no to Jesus, I believe the punishment will be so much more sore. Because they've received so much light, To whom much is given, much is required. How many, how many people in churches just like this go to church every Sunday, but because of pride, number one, they don't want anybody to know they're not saved. They will not come to the altar. They will not bend the knee. And they're on their way to hell. How many, how many millions, yea, billions of people be in hell? Because of their pride, because they don't want anybody to know they're not a Christian. Oh dear friend, don't let don't let pride keep you from keep you keep you from heaven. Don't let pride cause you go to hell. Don't let them do it. Secondly, their deeds recorded. Their deeds recorded. We see the dead reunited, but their deeds recorded. It says the books were open, the books of our deeds. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 14. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, with be good. Or it be evil. Romans 2, 16. In that day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Matthew 12, 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account of thereof in that day. As pastor, I can be tell people with confidence their sins, the evil that's been done in the past. If they've confessed that sin, if they place their faith in Jesus Christ, it has been washed away. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. But the Bible, the Word of God will be there. The book of our the deeds will be there. The Bible will be there. The Bible says in Psalm 119, 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Heaven and earth shall pass away. Matthew 24, 35. But my words will not pass away. The book of life will be there. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1, at time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. There shall be a time of trouble which shall never since there was a nation even to that same time and the time thy people shall be delivered and everyone shall be found written in that book. Philippians 4.3, Paul writes to the church of Philippi that I treat thee, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel. Clement also with other my fellow labors whose names are in the book of life. Is your name in the book of life? Remember when school, especially that very first day you go there, they call your name. You have to say here. That word, that one strange person says present. Oh man, that day when we get to heaven, we throw up our hands and say, I'm here. I'm finally here. I'm finally here. There's no more taxes. Amen. No more property taxes or car taxes. Or- I don't want to get into that list. It's too long. We see the place where there's a judgment, the people who will be at that judgment. But finally, the punishment. What will happen in the judgment? We well, see the former destinations, the sea, and all that drowned at the sea, the billions who died during the flood, death, and all the and all the people in the graves of the earth will give up their dead. The sea will give up their dead. Death will give up their dead. Even hell will give up their dead. It says in verse 13, The seed gave up the dead which were in it, the death in hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Jesus preached more about hell than he did even heaven. Mark chapter 9, Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Luke chapter 16, 23, And in hell he did lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. All the people from all time of all areas, of all areas and all ages who do not know God will be reunited all together at this judgment. It's a final destination. It's a former destination, but the final destination, it is called the second death. Verse 14, the death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The first death happens when you and I die physically. The second death, by the grace of God, I will never taste because I know Jesus Christ is my personal Savior. The second death is when a person is separated forever from God. Can you imagine that? There's going to be a time of these people where even God himself cannot save them for they are condemned to hell forever and ever and ever. And they're, they're condemned and they're cast into the lake of fire. This is the final destination that's worse than hell. Can you imagine a place that's worse than hell? Worse than torment? That's why it's called the lake of fire. This is the final destination that's worse worse than hell. Whosoever, anyone, not found in the book of life will be in this book. Will not be in this, will not be, will be cast cast in the lake of fire, will not be found in the book of life they will be destroyed forever and ever and ever. They will be be suffering times 10 millions, times 10 millions, times 10 million years from now. We do not believe in annihilation. That once you go to hell, that's it. your, Your body is destroyed and that's it. You have no more pain in that. No, the Bible teaches suffering forever, eternal punishment. When there's no hope, No help. No one to turn to. Oh, the world says today, oh, let's just go down to hell and party. No, friend, there'll be no partying in hell. There'll be no crying out for mother in hell. There'll be no crying out for God in hell. Oh, there'll be that, but there'll be no help. There'll be no help. All the suffering, the pain, the anguish, the tragedy millions, yay, billions of people. See, you say, preacher, a lot of people are going to be going to hell. I believe most people are going to hell. You read the scriptures, it talks about two ways, a narrow way and a wide way. I believe most people on the path, the wide path that leadeth to destruction. Think about how many people you see today. That person you saw at the store, that person you saw at the restaurant, That person you talk to on the phone, every person you talk to, every person you see, every car you went by is a soul. It's gonna be in heaven or hell. Going to be rejoicing with the angels, streets of gold, gates of pearl, a mansion that's been prepared for us right now by Jesus Christ. Oh, what wonder! Oh, what splendor past what we can even imagine. But to the, the great extreme of joy, and exhilaration, and wonder that we receive in heaven, the same agreed opposite is the pain, the punishment, the regret, the guilt, the sadness, the suffering, the torment of those who spend all eternity in the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. 33 years ago. Man by Jim Van Geldron preached this passage of scripture, and a rebellious teenager named Marty Moon from Taylor, South Carolina placed faith in Jesus Christ. It was hell. This, the realization of hell that I was going to hell that God used to save my soul from going to hell. Dear friend, I hope you're not going to hell. But even if somebody told me to go to hell tonight, I can't go there. Because Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. (laughs) Oh, how wonderful it is to know that Jesus has paid for my sins. And I'm washed by the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed by the blood of the Lamb, friend? Did you know Christ is your Savior? You don't have a hope-so salvation? You don't have a Baptist salvation? You don't have a prayer salvation you don't have a baptism salvation you don't have a tithe salvation you have a salvation in Jesus Christ alone I hope you do and secondly I hope you're sharing that that gift the gift of eternal life with folks around you because everybody you see everybody you know is going to heaven we're going to hell father God we thank you for your mercy and your grace Thank you for the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ alone. Thank you, thank you, thank you that I don't have to go to hell. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that day. Thank you for that preacher who came and preached on this passage. Thank you. Thank you, God, that you gave me the grace that day, April the 15th, 1989, to go forward and bow my heart and head and ask Jesus to save me. Oh, God, I know I'd be in hell today i know I'd be in hell today if it wasn't for that day. If it wasn't for Jesus saving my soul, I'm so thankful tonight. Oh, God, help us to take this serious. That everybody we see is dying and going to hell or dying and going to heaven. Help us, Lord Jesus, realize the the seriousness of it. The seriousness of it. Head bowed, eyes closed. I'm wondering tonight. Maybe you're here and say, preacher, as you were preaching, I'm just... I'm just not sure myself. I couldn't preach this passage and not give everybody in this audience an opportunity. If you're not saved, if you're not saved today, why not be sure you're saved? by placing your faith in Jesus Christ. Preacher, I don't know if I died today I'd go to heaven, but I want to. Don't let pride keep you from hell, keep you from going to heaven, cause you to go to hell. Oh, friend, if you don't know Christ, get saved today. I said, Preacher, I'm not sure if I'm, I don't, I'm just not sure if I'm saved. I want to be sure, but I'm not sure. Would you pray for me? Anybody at all? Anybody all here tonight? I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. Maybe there's somebody you're praying for. Is there somebody on your prayer list you're praying for every day? I got relatives that I'm trying to pray for every day to be saved. Maybe you got a cousin, or aunt, or uncle, or a mom, or a dad, or a brother. Some of you have a son, some of you have a daughter. If they died right at this moment, they'd be in hell. Are you lifting their name before the throne of God every day? You, have you talked to them recently about their relationship with God? Do it again, my dear friend. Do it again. Do it again. Before it's too late. Do it again before it's too late. So, your preacher, I'm praying for somebody. I need to keep praying for them. Would you pray for me? That'll be faithful and witnessing to that unsaved person, family member, friend person I see, would you pray for me that I be faithful? Amen. 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 Let's stand at our feet tonight. <clears throat> if God placed that person on your heart, would you come? Maybe come to this old altar and pray for them. Beg God for them. There'll be a day that's going to come where you and I cannot pray for them anymore. It will be over. There's a day coming that we cannot pray for that lost soul anymore. As the music plays, would you come? God, lay that person in your heart. Would you come? Pray for them? Would you come? If it was you, wouldn't you want them to come? If you were lost in this sin tonight, would you want them to come to an altar and beg God for their soul? Wouldn't you want them to come? Wouldn't you want them to come? Oh, would you come and pray for that soul that's lost?